Hello and welcome to the Healing Sanctuary. I'm your host, Melissa Field, and this week I'm talking about imposter syndrome. As I prepared this episode, I realized it wouldn't all fit in one episode, and so this is part one of two. This first part is going to cover imposter syndrome from a spiritual and energetic perspective. The second part is going to cover healing your inner child using the quantum field and why that's an important aspect of breaking free from feeling like you don't belong or you're some kind of fraud. If you're feeling intensely negative about yourself or your life, please note that this podcast is not a replacement for any work you would do with a professional therapist or trained counselor. This information is based in my own experiences and perspectives, and it's here to support you and hopefully offer you some new insights and ideas for your own healing journey. Imposter syndrome is something I am intimately familiar with, and that's probably not a surprise if you've listened to any of my past episodes. In those, I talk a lot about negative thinking and critical inner thoughts, And those absolutely go hand in hand with imposter syndrome. I've had a lot of experiences with this phenomenon and I'll go deeper into that in part two. But for today, I want to dive right into discussing what this is on a spiritual and energetic level. So what exactly is imposter syndrome? It's essentially a vibration within you that is out of harmony with the vibration of what you're wanting or currently have. It's as if the vibration within you is on a low radio dial, and what you want or just got is on a high dial, and those two frequencies are completely out of harmony. One is playing a station, and the other is playing a completely different one, and because you are aware they are out of harmony, you feel an incredible amount of discomfort, frustration, and inner chaos. Imagine if you were listening to two very different radio stations at once. One is playing music you don't really care for, and the other is playing music you love. But because both are playing at once, you can't really enjoy either, and it becomes incredibly frustrating to the point where you don't want to hear either one. To give yourself some peace, you turn off the only one within reach, which is unfortunately the one you liked. Without the distraction of two stations at once, you feel more at peace and you enjoy this other music more and you start to convince yourself you never wanted that other music to begin with. You tell yourself it was never for you, it wasn't meant for you, and you just need to learn to love this other music, which clearly is better for you. And it really doesn't matter that you like that other one more because if you turn it back on, it will be ruined by this other station. In this scenario, the music you love is the dream or goal you're pursuing. It's what you're reaching for, and it's what lights your soul up. The music you don't like is the place you settle into out of fear and self-doubt. It's the place your inner critic tells you that you belong. It's the place where you feel free of imposter syndrome but also a deep longing for what your soul really wants. Whenever you reach for the goal or dream, that other station interferes with the music, and you convince yourself it's not for you, or you didn't really want it, or it was meant for someone else. Rather than going back to that original station, 
that's easy to reach for, but not really satisfying, you've got to push through that noise, through that discomfort, and fully get yourself to the new station, which is a new energetic vibration. In order to get out of imposter syndrome, you've got to get your inner vibration to match the vibration of your desire, your dream, your goal. Let's say your goal is to be president of your company, and your desire for that grows from a positive place. There are things about it that light you up and make you feel excited, happy, empowered, confident, abundant, and so on. You are not pursuing this goal because you believe it will make you feel awful in the end. You're not pursuing it because it makes you feel small and frustrated, but because deep down it feels expansive and exciting. And those feelings are on the high end of the radio dial. But right now, all of that expansion and excitement might be covered by fear and self-doubt, and that fear and doubt is on the low end of the radio dial. This is the essence of the energetic disharmony that we're talking about and that you experience with imposter syndrome. If your dominant inner narrative is telling you all the reasons you're not good enough or that you'll let people down or that you'll be overwhelmed and you focus in on all the negatives you perceive about yourself, you will not be in energetic harmony to to your desire, which is coming from a high vibrating place. Instead, you will get into a low vibration and because you're out of harmony with what you want, it will feel as if you're not meant to have it as if you're not meant to be there. When we feel out of alignment energetically, we feel as if something is wrong. We feel as if we don't belong, like we're a con person pulling off an elaborate hoax. This is incredibly uncomfortable, and that discomfort can be so high, it can cause even more fear and panic to rise in us. This fear and panic comes from a feeling like we're going to be unmasked or found out or caught being discovered somewhere we shouldn't be. This feeling of being unmasked is a feeling that people will see our vibration, that they will see we're on the wrong energetic vibration and we don't belong, and we believe that this means something, that it's saying something about us. We believe this energetic vibration defines us, but it actually does not define us or say anything about who we are, except that we're out of energetic alignment because we're thinking negative and critical thoughts. It has nothing to do with our capabilities or where we belong, but simply comes from an inner narrative that creates a vibration that creates misalignment. Because we are not taught to think about things in terms of energy and frequency, we don't understand what's happening, and so we come to the conclusion that we really must not belong, that we really are not good enough. But again, this is not what's happening. Imposter syndrome is not telling you if you're good enough or if you should be there or if you are allowed to be there. All it's telling you is that you are out of energetic alignment and you need to shift your inner frequency. Of course, 
imposter syndrome is so intense, it can absolutely convince us that what is happening is that we really don't belong or we really aren't good enough. I have felt that intensity and it can be so overwhelming and so convincing, but it's not reality. The reality is you're on one vibration and you need to get onto another. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, but what if I really am not good enough? What if I don't have the qualities? What if there is someone better or more qualified? These are thoughts built around self-doubt, and that doubt is creating the energy. Thoughts built around self-belief will sound like, I'm a capable person, and I can learn and grow in the direction I want to go. Other people might have valuable things to offer, but I am a unique person and I have my own valuable things to offer. When I go into this new space, I won't know everything right away, but I have what it takes to develop new skills and to master what it is I want. I believe in my ability to overcome obstacles, mistakes, and setbacks. I believe I deserve a chance as much as anybody else. I believe that who I am now is valuable and I will continue to expand and build upon what I know. That kind of inner talk can feel like a million miles away, like something that will not naturally come up with you within you. And I totally understand that fear and that frustration, but it can be developed. And I have other episodes dedicated fully to changing your inner self-talk. And I would highly encourage you to co-listen to those if that's something you need help with. Basically, shifting your inner self-talk in that way means shifting the dominant narrative that you tell about yourself. The way to do that is to just continually shift the thoughts one by one. You want to shift each thought until you shift to a new stream of consciousness that goes from self-doubt and is now self-empowerment. I know this sounds easier said than done, and as someone who has struggled with a lifetime of negative and critical and hateful self-talk, I completely understand that it can feel like a daunting undertaking, but I can also tell you that it's possible and you can shift things within you. It's a hundred percent possible. And you using spiritual tools, you can also shift things faster than ways were traditionally taught which is why I talk a lot about visual, the power of visualization and meditation in my episodes. So one thing to know about shifting your inner self-talk is it's probably going to come from a myriad of sources. I'm very passionate about visualization for this, but I would encourage you to see it as a collection of tools and not as one thing that changes you, but as many things you try and they all kind of come together to help you to rewrite that inner story. Shifting our inner thoughts can feel especially tough when we've been thinking these thoughts since the beginning of our formation of our sense of self. This can be even harder when those thoughts spend a lot of time as background noise, rarely operating in our conscious awareness. It may seem illogical, then you can have an intense stream of negative thoughts and not be aware of it. But for the most part, most of us are pretty good at pushing our inner critical thoughts out of awareness. 
This is part of why imposter syndrome is so intense and feels like it's telling us something new and important. It can seem as if this inner monologue of you're not good enough and everyone else knows it has come out of nowhere. And if it just arose in this situation or in regards to this thing you're pursuing or we're about to achieve, then it must be that you really don't deserve it and that it's true that you're not good enough. But the truth is that inner monologue was always there. It just wasn't forced into conscious awareness. What forces it into your awareness is the energetic misalignment. The resistance of the higher vibration pushes the low vibration into a place where you can't ignore it. So for me, when I look back, I was always very hard and critical on myself. I was always comparing myself to other people. I was always feeling not good enough and like they had qualities and talents and gifts that I didn't have. I never looked at my own qualities, my own gifts. I never learned to be loving and supportive and encouraging towards my own self. And when I began trying to step out of roles that made me feel low and worthless and into ones that were empowering and exciting, I began to see what I had actually believed all along, which was that I was worthless and I belonged in places that didn't value me. I want to emphasize again that imposter syndrome is not telling you what you're capable of or what you can do. It's telling you what kind of narrative has been instilled in you, what has been operating consciously or subconsciously, which has created a vibration you feel comfortable with. This vibration has mostly been operating in the background and the resistance has pushed it to the foreground. The critical and negative thoughts that put us on a low vibration usually develop at such a young age that they become woven into everything we think and do. Almost like a background hum, like a motor running in the background that you become so used to, you don't even notice it. It feels as natural as breathing, but just because this low vibration feels comfortable does not mean it defines you or that these thoughts belong there or that you will think this way forever. It just means you're comfortable with it because of your sense of self grew with it. This is another reason why imposter syndrome is so uncomfortable. It's a direct challenge to the sense of self you've been cultivating since before you were even aware you were doing so. When we're dealing with imposter syndrome, what we're really dealing with is a threat to our sense of self, to our identity. When something feels like a threat to our identity, it can feel as if we ourselves are about to be destroyed in some way. And that's an intense feeling. When you get imposter syndrome, it feels scary because it really does feel like you are being challenged and maybe even threatened in a way. But this threat to your sense of self is a threat to a part of you that is clinging to life, kind of like a cornered animal. It knows its time is almost up and it's fighting for survival. And 
when that part of you is released, then you get into the part of you that is empowered and full of self-love and full of belief in yourself. But that part of you, that part of your identity that developed in a very critical crucible, it's going to fight to the end to stay. And this is where compassion and empathy and gentleness really becomes important. Although that part of you feels like it's maybe holding you back, it's a part of you that's wounded and in need of love. And don't worry, we're going to get really deep into that in part two. I think you're going to really enjoy the way we approach this through the quantum field. You may not have heard it before, and I hope I'll see you for part two but we've still got more to cover in part one, so let's keep going. For me, I had an identity that I was a worthless loser. I didn't go around consciously thinking this all the time. It wasn't like a thought just echoing into everything I did, but there was this feeling, this low-level vibration within me that I wasn't good enough that I could feel all the time. Even though this feeling was painful and caused me a lot of suffering. It's what I knew. I was comfortable with it. And to cast it off for something I didn't know was really scary. To not walk around calling myself a worthless loser was definitely better for me in every way. But the fear of the unknown was so profound. It was almost enough to stop me from actually letting go of that negative self-talk. Imposter syndrome, on the one hand, is something very simple. It's a vibration, a frequency we're on, that is out of harmony with the vibration of what we're wanting. On the other hand, it's a complex thing interwoven into our psyche and identity, and shifting that vibration can mean dismantling one sense of self and building another. This probably sounds overwhelming and like something that could take years, if not an entire lifetime. And in truth, how long it takes you to unravel one narrative and rewrite a new one is highly personal and unique to you. I cannot even predict how long it will take for you because everyone is so different. The good news is, no matter how long it takes, every step you take will build empowerment and bring in relief. Even if it does take years, the journey you go on of self-discovery and rebirth will be so enriching. You will find there are rewards and gifts every step of the way, and that the journey is as important as the end result. And not only that, but you will be developing something that is of value to other people. Very few people understand inner stories and thought processes and vibration, and you're going to have things to share with the people around you that will help them to get out of their own sense of imposter syndrome and negative self-talk. So although it could be a long journey, it's going to be valuable to you yourself and to the world as you share something new and different than what is currently the way of doing things. So first of all, give yourself some love and compassion if you're dealing with imposter syndrome. It really is an overwhelming and confusing and intense sensation. 
It isn't just that we doubt that we're good enough or qualified for the thing we want to do. It's that we're facing an inner narrative we built of ourselves and challenging it and leaving it behind for the unknown. What we know might be on a low vibration, it might tear us down and hold us back, but the comfort and security of the known over what we don't yet know can be so hard to leave behind. I myself fall back into old patterns and habits all the time, simply because I struggle so much with moving into unknown and unexplored parts of myself. A lot of what formed our sense of imposter syndrome came from the voices of the people around us, particularly our parents, and those were internalized as our own voice. We learned to talk to ourselves the way our parents or caregivers spoke to us and to the people around them. So if you had a parent that was always putting other people down, seeing the worst in other people, you're going to internalize that as the way to talk to your own self. A lot of it also comes from things that were ingrained in us from cultural and social norms that should not be the norm, such as other people's racist and closed-minded beliefs. The experiences that made you doubt your worth and your abilities, they were real and they were impactful. You didn't get to this place because you don't inherently believe in yourself, but because things outside of you were telling you something false about who you really are. It's not your fault your sense of self developed in a world that is basically a melting pot of a billion different people projecting their inner fears and insecurities outwards. It's also hard when you know changing your inner narrative won't change the people around you, and that sense of not being able to control external factors can be overwhelming in itself. So, As you work on your inner voice, you also want to work on your support network. You want to have people in your life who understand your struggles and your obstacles and who will validate them. This doesn't mean you literally need new friends or people in your inner circle. It just means you need new people in your sphere of influence who celebrate you and know what it's like to face things like prejudice and oppression and other things that cause you stress and fear that you can't control. This could mean you start listening to new podcasts, reading new books, joining groups online, anything that nurtures your inner world with a positive sense that you're not alone in what you're experiencing. So let's do a quick recap. Imposter syndrome is a vibration within you that is out of harmony with the vibration of your goal or desire. Imposter syndrome is not telling you what you're capable of or what you're worth. It's telling you what the vibration of your inner narrator is. And that vibration is created from an average of all the thoughts you think. If those thoughts are overwhelmingly negative, then the vibration will be low. In order to change the vibration, You must change the thoughts, and changing the thoughts will change your sense of identity and how you perceive yourself, and this will bring you into a new vibration that is in harmony with those things that make you excited and light you up. When you change your sense of identity, you change how you see yourself fitting into the world. For most of your life, 
you've seen yourself as fitting into the world in a certain way. And so when you begin changing how you see, how you see yourself, the way the world sees you will change as well. This can sometimes lead to a period of feeling like you're lost in the woods. You don't know where you belong. Because once again, you're leaving behind what you do know for all new experiences and sensations. This is overall a good thing as you will basically be rewriting the role you play, the character you are in your own inner movie in a way that goes from fear-based to empowered. However, changing your sense of identity can feel like a part of you or even all of you is being destroyed. And it can sometimes be very overwhelming, especially if you've internalized a lot of negative and critical self-talk and it feels almost like the essence of who you are is this sense of self-loathing and not valuing or respecting yourself. And by the way, that was me and I totally relate to that. Changing from the negative self-talk to the positive self-talk really did feel like I was taking off one person and growing an entirely new one. And it was a really wild, but also beautiful experience. So as you go through that, you may need the support or guidance of a professional, such as a therapist or a counselor. A self-love coach could also be a powerful ally in this journey. A lot of times when we face our inner critic, we face some pretty deep wounds, maybe even some really deep trauma. And so please be gentle with yourself. Seek out the support you need. Go slow and know that you are not alone and we all struggle with our sense of self. There's nothing wrong with you. And that voice that tells you that you can't or you're not good enough, that is not your voice. Your real voice, the one that tells you that you can and you are worthy and you are capable and you have unique and valuable things to offer, it's in there and it's going to feel so good when you get to it. How to change that inner narration is not something that can be covered here. It needs to be its own episode. And yes, I do have episodes on that because it's so important. I did an episode a few weeks ago called healing your negative self-talk and finding your positive and supportive inner voice. And you can scroll back or I will also link to it in the episode notes. I also recently did an episode on using visualization to empower yourself and how visualization can accelerate the process. And I highly recommend that because as I've said before, visualization is something I'm super passionate about and it can be a really powerful tool in your healing. Next week, I'm going to talk about shifting your inner narrator and healing imposter syndrome using the quantum field. This is going to go deeper into that sense of self and identity we've been talking about. It's a really powerful way to shift your energy and create change. And I hope you'll join me for that. This brings me to the end of part one. But before I finish, I want to do a little energy healing exercise that will hopefully help you with where you're at and what you're struggling with. I know you tuned into this episode because you're neck deep in your own fears and thoughts and your own process, and you deserve to feel better. 
So let's see if we can just make a little shift for you right here and now. If you can, do this part sitting down with your eyes closed. Take a moment to find a comfortable place to sit where you'll just have a moment to tune into yourself. If you're driving or doing something that requires your attention, please hit pause and come back to this part when you can. I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Continue to breathe slow and relaxed through your nose. As you do so, bring your hands up to your chest and place them over your heart. With your hands on your chest, feel your breath as it flows in, fills you, and then flows back out. Notice the soft sounds your breath makes as it flows in and out like the waves of the ocean. Feel each breath expand and deepen as you hold your awareness on the breath flowing in and out. Begin to visualize a white light in the center of your chest. This warm, soothing light is the light of divine love.
It is the infinite love that is with you at all times. It is the love that created you and the love that imbues every cell of your body. This love reminds you in every moment, in every breath, you are divine and you are worthy. This beautiful, bright white light in your heart melts through fear and flows relaxation, support, and ease throughout your mind and body. As you breathe in, breathe into the light. See it growing bigger and brighter with each breath into it. And as you breathe out, surrender all that weighs on you to the light. Let it all go and let the infinite love of the divine take care of everything for you. Allow yourself to be held and nurtured and taken care of. When you're ready, take one more deep, expansive breath. You can relax your hands or keep them on your chest. If you enjoyed this little exercise, I would love to invite you to join my private meditation membership. It's $5 per month and it includes hundreds of powerful audios for healing, personal empowerment, and returning to the truth of who you really are. I also have an inner voice meditation that will help you to find that supportive inner voice we've been talking about. There's a 10-minute meditation included in the membership, and you can also get that plus an extended version when you donate any amount to the meditation itself. 
So you can join the membership and get the 10 minute included meditation, or you can get the meditation by itself and you really just have to donate a dollar to get that. I'll put the link to those in my episode notes. I also mentioned an episode earlier on positive self-talk that I did, and I will put the link to that in my episode notes. If you'd like to learn more about any of these offers or my other healing packages and courses, go to my website, melissa-field.com. You can also find me on Instagram at meditate underscore with underscore Melissa. And through my Instagram, you'll also find links to all of these things, plus any current events that I have going on. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. I'll be back next week with part two. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me through my website or Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating so that others can find this podcast. And if you know someone who would benefit from this, I would love it if you shared. I'm Melissa Field, and this is the Healing Sanctuary, and I'm so grateful you tuned in today. I really appreciate you, and I really hope that this was helpful and you feel better, and I've helped you to remember that you are truly worthy and you are truly deserving of everything you dream of. Come back again next week, and in the meantime, connect with me through my website or through my Instagram. I'd love to hear from you.